You're listening to Quick and Dirty History, the show about American history on the go. This episode of Quick and Dirty History is brought to you by Talking Shit. It turns out that's just about as American as apple pie. He is temperamentally unfit to hold an office that requires knowledge, stability, and immense responsibility. I have such respect for women. I cherish women. You've called women you don't like fat pigs, dogs, slobs, and disgusting animals. Your Twitter account Only Rosie O'Donnell. He has said that he would order our military to carry out torture and the murder of civilians who are related to suspected terrorists, even though those are war crimes. She's crooked Hillary. Don't you understand that? This is one of the most crooked politicians in history. This is the legacy of Hillary Clinton. Death, destruction, terrorism, and weakness. She's the devil. Hillary Clinton is a bigot. Will you who shut is up, your, man. Listen, who is on your list, Joe? It seems like we've reached an unprecedented low in mudslinging politics. The reality is, trash talking can be traced all the way back to our founding fathers. That's right, some of the most integral figures in American history were experts at talking smack. Political trash talk has been proven time and time again to throw one's opponent off his or her game. Opponents of Andrew Jackson called his mother a prostitute. Grover Cleveland was accused of fathering kids outside of marriage. All the way back in the election of 1796, things were no different. For the first time in American history, political parties played a dominating role in the election. At the time, the candidate who received the most votes became president, and the candidate with the second most votes became vice president. Can you imagine a Biden presidency with a Trump vice presidency? Things have changed since, but the election of 1796 was the only presidential election where the president and vice president were from opposing tickets. John Adams was a Federalist, and Thomas Jefferson was a Democratic-Republican. Even though John Adams and Thomas Jefferson didn't actively campaign for the presidency, both political parties slung major mud at the other. The Democratic-Republicans were accusing John Adams and the Federalists of favoring monarchy and aristocracy, that they wanted a king. The Federalists, on the other hand, would say that Thomas Jefferson and the Democratic-Republicans were trying to incite violence, just like they did during the French Revolution. Considering we just got through a hotly contentious election, does any of this sound familiar? Things heated up in the election of 1800 between the two candidates as well. Supporters of John Adams claim that Thomas Jefferson was an atheist coward during the American Revolution and a supporter of France. Thomas Jefferson, for one, called John Adams a hermaphrodite. Jefferson was called godless and Adams called a tyrant. Supporters of John Adams once said that Thomas Jefferson was a mean-spirited, low-lived fellow. They predicted that if Thomas Jefferson won the election, he would bring murder, robbery, rape, adultery, and incest to be openly taught and practiced. The air will be rent with the cries of the distressed. The soil will be soaked with blood and the nation black with crimes. Damn, that's harsh. John Adams was called a pint-sized version of King George III. Thomas Jefferson was accused of fathering a child with one of his slaves, named Sally Hemings. Although Adams and Jefferson had been such great friends and would rekindle their friendship in the future, the late 1700s was a bit of a rough patch for them. 
When Adams was president, he signed into law the Alien and Sedition Act. There were four laws in all, but one in particular criminalized making false statements that were critical of the federal government. This resulted in the prosecution and conviction of many newspaper owners who argued with the government. These corrupt policies would lead to the election of Thomas Jefferson in the year 1800. Fortunately, the story has a happy ending. In later years, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson would come to exchange very kind letters reminiscing about the good years, when they were both instrumental in the birth of a nation. These letters between the two founding fathers are beautiful literary works and should be read by any historian. In an ending you'd only expect from a movie, the two founding fathers would both die as dear friends on the same day in 1826, the 4th of July, Independence Day. 